This dude who looks like he's running his fifth game in a row at Lifetime Fitness. Frankly, I have absolutely no idea who Grand Canyon's best player is, nor am I going to look it up. That guy obviously saying something he's never done before. I got no idea what I'm doing right now. And then there were four. What's happening, everybody? Open mic, final four edition. We have finally made it to college basketball's most anticipated weekend. Naturally, Houston and UCLA are in the final four. What year is it? Olajuwon playing? No. Um, we'll do a little analysis, and then I'm going to spend some time just uh, you know, sharing some of my favorite Final Four stories from the last couple of years. Believe it or not, this will be the first Final Four that I have not attended in person since 2017. But I promised, I have promised multiple times, so it's time to make good on the promise of telling the story first before we get into uh, a little on Gonzaga and UCLA and... Baylor and uh, Houston that you heard in the beginning in that little montage that I made the intro uh, me say something along the lines of that guy telling us something he's never done before or whatever it was. So, you know, if you're listening to this because you know me, then that's fantastic. And if you're listening to this because you don't, you just like it, that's even better. So if you if that's the case, the latter of those two, you know, I spent six years on television and um you know, live TV is exciting, but it's live TV, right? So there's absolutely no controlling what necessarily someone else does or the way equipment works, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I can't, I'm not going to repeat why I said that. Here's all I'll say. If you Google F-H-R-I-T-P, something will come up that is inappropriate and is said oftentimes to live television reporters when they are giving their or doing their live shots. And as a former live TV reporter, and who knows, maybe a future live TV reporter down the road, you never know. Um, I always told myself that if that situation arose, I would be prepared. I would snap back. Because too often I think, you know, that's not fair to criticize any reporter in that moment of if that happens to them. So let's go to San Antonio. It's the 2018 Final Four. Michigan is playing on Monday nights against Villanova. It's the national championship game. They're getting blasted. So uh, it's easier to, you know, prepare your content when you kind of can sense the way the game's going. So, you know, the worst part about local news in conjunction with the final four is that more often than not, you know, the newscast is airing when the national championship game is still going on. So we have to then leave the national championship game to go outside to do a live shot or whatever it is, depending on what your news director or your boss wants. You know, I fought that for so long. I said, what's the point of doing a live shot with 40 seconds, you know, left in a three point game to talk about what's gone on so far. But, you know, news directors and other people will tell you, oh, well, if we're paying the money to send you down there, um, you know, then it's you're going to be on you're going to be on in the news. We don't care. You're not there to watch the game. You're there to tell us about the game. It's just one of the many reasons local news is dying. So 
Sorry to burst your bubble there, any local news people. But one of the big reasons why I wanted to take a step back, I think most local TV stations are run incredibly poorly. But that's a, a different conversation. Anyway, so Michigan's getting blasted. I walk out uh, onto the, the outdoor terrace at the Alamo Dome. And I'm doing my live shot. And I'm talking about something. I don't remember what. I think it was Dante DiVincenzo. And some person who's been overserved decides to walk up to me in the middle of my live shot and give me the old F-H-R-I-T-P. So while it was happening, you know, I think I recognized, oh my God, this is actually happening. And, you know, I'd always prepared, you know, I'm going to say something, I'm going to quit back. I don't know what it was going to be, um, but it was going to be something similar to what I said. And I turned to him as he said it over my shoulder and walked away and the look of fear in this dude's eyes that I was about to address him saying that, oh, I wish I wish I could have that on a t-shirt. Just the ultimate deer in the headlights. Oh my God, he's going to actually say something. So I say that. I say, uh, you know, this guy letting us know something he's never done before. Um, and it was just such a rush. I got so many texts the next day and... So many people saying, what a great response, what a classic response. Of course, you know, the bosses are, they want nothing to be brought attention towards anything that isn't, you know, content. So I I had to sit on it for a while, but I do have the video. I've tweeted it out before. I will tweet it out uh, before the game on Monday um, if you haven't seen it, just in case. But that's what I said to the guy who said FHRITP. I looked at him and said, and this guy telling us something he's never done before. And now it lives on in the open mic intro. What could be better? Um, I could tell you what would be better if you're a Michigan fan. And that's not what happened the other night against UCLA. So we'll go into analysis now. Then back to story time a little bit at the end. Um, you know, the Wolverines should have won that game. That's not breaking news. They're better than UCLA. If they played them ten times, they're, Michigan's probably going to win seven or eight. It doesn't make a difference, obviously, because they're not playing 10 times, but, um, you know, when you lose in this tournament, I think that it's almost easier to lose a game like Michigan did than it is to just, you know, have your heart completely ripped out. You got no one to blame but yourself, right? You had open layups, uh, high percentage shots down the stretch that simply didn't fall. And that's frustrating, but... It's not like UCLA hit some hero random circus shot that knocked you out and you're thinking to yourself, I can't believe this, you know, that shouldn't have happened to us. You know, we got the raw end of the deal. No, uh, Johnny Juzang played the game of his life. Probably not. I mean, he was recruited to Kentucky and UCLA. I'll bet you he had some games in high school that he just went off. But as far as the game the other night, that was the, the biggest difference for me. And, and when Isaiah Livers got hurt uh, towards the end of the season, I think that most people thought there would come a point when that hurts Michigan. Yeah, of course there would. But you weren't sure how. Was it going to be a leadership thing? Was it going to be uh, you know a defensive thing? And it turned out that when Michigan had to have a bucket, they didn't have the guy who you probably want taking that shot. I think I tweeted the other night, like, you know, Isaiah Livers could have been used for the pass, but he could have been used for the bucket. And when you you need a shot 
and Franz Wagner's open for three and airballs it, you think to yourself, well, if it's livers, it's not an airball. He's not open if it's livers, obviously. They wanted Franz to shoot that, and he obliged. Um, but that's where I think, you know, when when you're coming down the stretch of a close game that shouldn't be close, but it is, you need seniors, you need leaders, you need scorers, and Isaiah checks all three of those boxes. And it's not, you know, the loss, Michigan didn't lose because they didn't have Isaiah Livers, but I don't know if they do lose if they do have Isaiah Livers. But that's all. So now it's UCLA and Gonzaga. I don't know what the spread is. I'm, you know, recording this not at the same time it's airing, so I don't know if it's come out, but I'm. it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. I, I'd expect Gonzaga to blow them out. I expected Michigan would blow UCLA, UCLA out as well, and they didn't. But, you know, I think we're on a collision course for Gonzaga and Baylor. And I thought that, you know, we'd be on a collision course for Michigan and Gonzaga first, and we obviously weren't. So things can change, but I, I just, I'd go chalk if I'm picking this, if I'm betting it. Uh, I'd Gonzaga and Baylor each to win, and then Monday night, you know, Maybe it's not fair because they aren't the defending champs and they haven't, you know, ever won a national championship and under Mark Few or, I don't know, Gonzaga's probably never won one. I first time to the Final Four was a couple of years ago, so that gives you your answer there. Um, I just feel like Gonzaga's my champion until Baylor beats him. And we'll talk more about it, uh, you know, leading up to the game. I'll probably have an article on Monday as well. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it cause you know, we're already 10 minutes into this thing and, uh, but yeah, I'd go with Gonzaga and Baylor. I'll take Gonzaga to win the whole thing. They just, they're on another level. They proved it again the other night. Um, just obliterating Southern Cal, a team that I think a lot of people maybe, maybe secretly, but we're like, ah, you never know. USC looks pretty good. They wasted Kansas. You never know. Gonzaga and Kansas played a closer game, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Gonzaga's better. So anyway, Back to story time. Like I said, this is uh, this will be the first Final Four. I haven't physically been there for uh, four years. 2017, the last one. Got really lucky going back to Kalamazoo and Michigan and Michigan State basketball were both, and still are. Obviously, the Spartans didn't have a great year, but and still are some of the the best programs in the country. And they were they were cooking. And so I you know I went to San Antonio in 2018, and I remember getting a phone call like the day before from my boss who was like, oh, you're driving. And I'm like, we're driving to San Antonio from Kalamazoo, Michigan? Are you kidding me? So, you know, you're balancing the, hell yeah, I'm covering my first Final Four. This is why I got into this with, great, now I got two days of driving. And it was, you know, two days of driving. You get there, fine. So, you know, every venue is different, but they're all pretty similar in terms of the setup. They're big-time stadiums now. So the Alamo Dome was the first one I went to, and then U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis in 2019. And you walk in, and I remember walking into the basement of the Alamo Dome for the first time and seeing the media workroom and thinking, you know, how can you not have the thought in that moment, okay, I made it. Uh, It's just there's tables everywhere. There's people everywhere. And people that, you know, you know who they are. And some of them know you. Others don't. You know, there's there's a local contingency that follows each team, right? And you end up, you know, kind of gravitating towards those people because you know them. You've been in the same market as them. You know, for me, it was Joe Alisio at Wood TV and and Jack Doles and those guys and and Larry Fagurski at Wood and Jason Hutton and Zach Carrick. Those were great guys at, at Fox as well. And my man, Jamal Spencer from Grand Rapids, WZZM, who 
I was in Fargo with as well. So those were the guys that I got to go to the both Final Fours with. And that was great because, you know, at least from me and Jamal and uh, and Joe and, uh, and of course, Jason Harris, who was with me from, uh, from News Channel 3, got to spend a lot of time with each other. So, I, you know, I tweeted the Mark Few picture the other day on the Riverwalk. Got to see the Riverwalk. That was awesome. That first Final Four with Michigan was Sister Jean. So, you know, she was getting wheeled around like she was George Herbert Walker Bush in the state of Texas and just a celebrity. But, you know, you walk through, you know, the maze to get to the court and the Alamo Dome is a massive building, as is U.S. Bank Stadium. And you feel like you're doing something wrong. You have the credential, you know you're allowed to be there, but there's still just something a little weird about walking to center court at the final four. And the first time I did it and I took a panoramic picture, you know, there were people all over the court, whether they were workers from CBS, you know, Grant Hill was sitting in the stands talking to somebody. Um, you know, there's other people who, you know, are journalists, but there's still just, I got that really weird sense of, I don't know if I should be doing this. Is this professional? Is this whatever? Who cares? It's the final four. Take a picture, right? If, if you're a young journalist listening to this and you're wondering, am I allowed to do that? Yes, you're allowed to do that. Hell, I took a free throw on the court in San Antonio. It was a make, by the way. I know you were curious. Um, And that was awesome. I mean, Michigan won against Loyola, so that extended my stay, mine and Jason's stay at the lovely La Quinta Inn. Yeah, local. not every local TV station is willing to pay for the media hotel. Just a crime against humanity. Should be a requirement, but anyway. So we're staying like 20 minutes outside of downtown San Antonio in this little La Quinta Inn, five-star establishment. Um, they now sponsor the show. They just don't know yet. Um, heard Havana, that song. I don't, I'm not going to sing. Whatever it is. About a million times. And... Unfortunately, Michigan got blasted, so that made, you know, I'm not a Michigan basketball fan per se, but it would have been more exciting to watch a big time game come down to the wire. But San Antonio was great. Minneapolis was way different, obviously. It wasn't, you know, 90 degrees in April. It was a little colder, but drove to Minneapolis as well, because if you drive to San Antonio, you're driving to Minneapolis Um, and had, you know, Whereas one person went with me to the Final Four in 2018, three were with me in 2019. So we had Jason, my photographer, and Andy Pepper, my boss, and then John McCrary, who was our assistant news director, were all there. And, uh, you know, Michigan State, Texas Tech, Texas Tech is the little, uh, you know, we're really our first taste of this national stage. Michigan State's got Cassius Winston and... Uh, he's having a season and Xavier Tillman's having a season and it's Tom Izzo and this is going to be it. This is number two. They're going to play Virginia on the national championship game and Michigan State's had a lot of success against Tony Bennett and Virginia over the years. And then, you know, Jarrett Culver and what was uh, what was that point guard's name? Moretti, Davide Moretti or something like that, had other ideas and they gave Virginia a great game and uh, that was a, you know, Ultimate comeback job. Virginia loses to a 16 seed, wins a national title the next year. But my favorite story of Minneapolis has nothing to do with basketball in any way. Actually, it's my second favorite story. My favorite story was getting to spend time with, you know, one of my best friends, Drew, who was a Michigan State grad uh, afterwards. And we were able to, because I I like Spartan basketball, 
more than Michigan basketball, at least. So we, we drowned our sorrows in a glass of water. Um, but you know, when I, we were leaving then cause Michigan state lost the first game. So that was Saturday. We're leaving Sunday and I had left my backpack in the car from the night before I did not go back with, uh, the guys I was working with after, you know, we did our like 30 minute live special from the roof, uh, across from us bank stadium. And once that was over, I, you know, I want, I had a lot of friends who went to Michigan state. So, Hey, we're not working tomorrow. I'm in Minneapolis. It's the final four. I'm going to go to the bar. So I go to the bar and I come home and back to the hotel. And in the morning, I'm going down to the car to get my stuff. And our car was broken into in the lot or in the parking garage of the media hotel. So this time we get the media hotel. Go figure. The car gets broken into. I don't know how much uh, money the stuff cost that was taken or what that process was like for someone to figure out who had a much higher salary than I did at the time. But that was a really nice, uh, a really nice surprise. You walk in to go get your backpack. Oh, it's not there. Oh, by the way, the car's broken. The windows are smashed and we're going to be here a little bit longer than we might've anticipated. So I'm very happy for whoever is covering this year's final four, that that is not going to happen uh, to them. Hopefully. You don't have to deal with that process. And then, of course, you come back and there's the corporate aspect of that and how how much of it is your fault, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, lots of exciting stuff. When In actuality, I just wanted to talk about basketball. Uh, this is a Wendy's, sir. Um, but those are probably my two best. Uh, the effort, <laughs> F-H-R-I-T-P that we won't say from San Antonio. And then the car getting broken into in Minneapolis, eventful trips to the final four. Neither team I was there to cover won it. But again, you know, I was lucky that first final four, you don't always get. And and my former boss always told me this. There's no guarantee that when you cover the final four, you get Monday night, you know, you can lose in that national semi and then you're gone. Cause not a lot of, you know, local TV stations are, are willing to just float you for an extra day and a half, um, on their dime when you're not covering the team that the viewers want to see. So I got a Monday night and that was a, a huge thing for me in my career. It was the most exciting thing I've done uh, in this business. And I could have a really, really nice long broadcasting career and cover a whole bunch of really exciting events. And I'm not sure it'll ever match getting to cover Michigan and Michigan State in the Final Four. That was that was awesome. And I know that there's some kids somewhere that uh, is going to get to do that this year for the first time for the teams or a girl or a, 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 a girl who's covering the teams that she grew up rooting for because there are plenty of those. And um, it's an exciting time. If, if it's you, enjoy it. If it's not, enjoy the games. But uh, I know that right now I'm going to go enjoy the Florida sunshine. So that's where I'm watching the Final Four. I hope that all of you are uh, watching it somewhere where you can enjoy it. I have not been able to watch the NCAA tournament with my parents since I started on this path. That was 2000. So the last NCAA tournament game I watched with my parents, and maybe there's an outlier was, you know, like 2012 and the final four longer than that. So I'm fired up to, uh, to do that. I hope all of you are as well. Uh, the early game is uh, Baylor and Houston. I believe Gonzaga-UCLA late. 
That's not a shock. Masters next week. Opening day. Today. It's opening day. Watch a baseball game, everybody. Great talk. See you out there.